Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So how far can the Bucks go in the playoffs? And is it Super Bowl or bust for Tom Brady? And what are your plans for New Year's Eve? We're going to discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, we're going to have our popular mailbag segment. You can ask us anything about the Bucks, the Rays, the Bolts, you name it. Here's how you do it. Go online, uh, go to Twitter, submit your questions to us at Sports Day TB. That's at Sports Day TV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All right, my good friend uh, Tom Jones, former radio partner now with the Institute, as I was <laughs> That's told. That's what we you call know, it, the Institute. I'm not, not even going to call it the Pointer Institute of Media Studies. It's just simply known as the Institute. Fresh off his balcony and the uh, leather-bound books with his brandy and cigars. Glad you had time to join us, Tommy. Um, wanted to talk to you about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What were you doing in 2007? You know what I wasn't doing? I wasn't looking on my iPhone. You know why? Because it was invented that year. <laughs> 2007. Well, I was at the paper. I was at the Times. Uh, yeah. I think I was still. I might have still been. No, I wasn't covering the light anymore. I might have been doing the page two thing. I don't even right. remember. Like what happened the last? I'm do you remember totally who serious. they played? Seriously, do you? you remember, I had to look and, and look. I've covered every game since in like ninety. Can Can you remember? I had to look up who they played. I I, I seriously say, had to look up who they played. I want to say Washington, but it, was that? See, the, that's actually, was that, that would, the, the Giants actually won. Yes, that would have okay. been my guess. Would have been the Redskins. It was that actually, was my my Washington was my guess. That's what yeah. that's what my memory was, but it was wrong. And it was the it was the um, the New York Giants who came in as a sixth seed, I think, in the yeah. NFC wild card team, and went all the way to the Super Bowl. And who did they beat? Tom Brady. They beat Tom Brady, who uh, uh, had a perfect season going yes. that year. That was yes. the David Tyree helmet catch and all of that. Now they did play yeah. Washington one year. After the Super they Bowl, did. didn't they? No, well, point? yes, they did play them in the playoffs uh, one season. Yes, yeah, but no, I, I, I can't. You know what? I remember nothing of that Giants game. I don't remember. I had to go back and look it up. That team. I don't even know. It was Jeff Garcia. It was Joey I was say, Galloway. I didn't even know who the quarterback was. It's been that long. Yeah, it was Garcia and uh, Joey Galloway. Cadillac Williams might have been on that team. I think. You know. Um, Antonio Bryan, I don't, I don't know. I had a bunch, I bunch of say, dudes. I don't remember any of that. Yeah. Well, it's been a long time, and, and that's the thing. So when, you know, and I know, you know, we talked the other day on the podcast about, you know, sort of how the NFL didn't care. They were going to play all their games and all that, and they did. Um, you know, the Lions didn't even have coaches. They couldn't wait one day. <laughs> um, you know, they're going to get all the games in. But, you know, it, it was a thing. I mean – to go that that many years, I mean, if you're Levante David, nine years in, never saw playoffs. Will Golston, eight years in, never saw the playoffs. Mike Evans, you know, seven years, never saw the playoffs. 
um, for, for those guys, I mean, this this was a big moment. It'll be even bigger when they actually get to a playoff game in a couple of weeks, and in, 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 you know, are the only only game on TV at that moment. Um, but I think you know, people. It's funny. Like Bucks Twitter is a terrible place. Let me just tell you, don't go there. It's a dark. It's a dark place. It's a dark and and stormy place all the time. I mean, people are under their covers. They're shivering. It's bad, and they see a little ray of sunlight and they go, "Wait a minute, could it be? Could the Bucks be good? Could they have actually clinched a playoff spot?" And then right away it becomes, "Yeah, but they're not going to beat anybody. They're not going to win. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl. They haven't beaten anybody." And I'm like, "Can we just? If you're a Bucks fan, like this is this the playoffs are for the fans, man." The playoffs are what fans dig. That's what it, this is your time. It's just amazing to me that like we have gone from yeah, but to you know if they didn't right. win the division and they're not hosting every game at home, like they're not going to win. Any, how do we? How do we know? All I know is this, Tom: no team's playing better on offense right now in the NFL. I don't care. Maybe who you're the playing. Packers. I, we've we've said this all along. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care what their situation is, whether they have coaches or not, or defensive backs or not, or Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's a bad football team. I'll say this: like that Atlanta game where they rolled up in the second half, where Tom Brady went oh, crazy God. in the second half. Thirty-one and I, and points. You and I half, yeah. said on the podcast last week. Well, Atlanta, that's it. They're packing it in. Atlanta they didn't, didn't pack it in. In no, fact, Atlanta Chiefs. stopped what I think's the best offense in football for yep. pretty much. Three hours on Sunday. They did, and should have and could have won that game. At least should have gotten overtime if their kicker hadn't missed a pretty makeable field goal at the end of that game. But I look at the Bucks, Rick, and what they're doing the last uh, the last three four weeks. quarters. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's amazing, I, and I, I I can't believe I'm about to to quote Skip Bayless, but I I am. But if you take should the respect sec- Skip Bayless the second half of the Atlanta game and the first half of the uh, the game on Saturday against Detroit, and you combine those and make those one full game, Tom Brady has like the NFL single-game passing record. No, it's a record. It's 600-and-something yards. It's yeah. uh, six it's touchdowns. Yeah, I know you can't something. do that, uh, but it just well, goes the, to For show, four you know, quarters, though, of any, I mean, yeah, you take any four quarters in football. Yeah, it's Six touchdowns or whatever it was? 65 points, right, in an NFL, in, against NFL teams. You know, I'm telling you, Rick, the guy looks – as good as he's looked in in quite some time, there's zip on. The, we talk about oh, he threw the the bomb last week to Antonio Brown, and he threw a couple. He threw one to Mike Evans on Sunday. That pass that he threw in the back of the end zone that he threw to like, Antonio Brown. Yeah, he threw that that he threw that with like 122 miles. Yeah, that was a seed. Yeah, he squeezed yeah. that one in there good. And even the pass, and I know Godwin made a great catch on the on the ball at the goal line, but that yeah, ball had some it. smoke on it too. Yeah. yeah, I think it stuck to Godwin's hand. That's because it struck <laughs> so. so hard. I think so. Uh, Rick, the guy's playing really good football, and I don't care. I don't care who the opponent is. It's really good football. Yeah, and I mean, you know, they. They're playing who's on the schedule, and I always, you know, I always say that it's like you know teams hit bumps, and sometimes it's because they're playing better teams. I just think it's taken them this long because they didn't have training camp, because they didn't have a preseason games. I think, and and they added pieces, right? They added Leonard Fournette, they added um, Antonio Brown. Guess what? You know, for all the hand wringing about, oh, he's taking away plays from Scotty Miller, and and I'm one that thinks Scotty Miller should be on the field more. All of a sudden, Antonio Brown looks like the guy that played in December and January for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden he's running past people and catching touchdowns. So, you know, when you look at this team and you, you think who's the best, 
you know, playoff quarterback of all time. Who are guys that can make plays? You know, all of a sudden Gronk has two touchdowns. Antonio Brown has a touchdown. We know Mike Evans is great. I mean, they almost got him the record the other day. He needed like damn near 200 yards. He almost got it. Now he's 40 away from seven 1,000-yard seasons. Chris Godwin, you know, get the pins out of his finger. He's making one-hand catches again. If they can protect Tom Brady, and they're starting to because they're starting to run the ball a little bit, they're starting to have play action, they're starting to have pre-snap motion, you're starting to see what looks like a mix between Tom Brady and then being more aggressive and throwing it down the field, which he absolutely can do. I don't think that there are many defenses in the NFL that are just going to come in there and shut these guys down. I, I don't think they're going to be able to. Now, we've seen them shut themselves down. Um, but, you know, they're always going to have that punch, right? They're always going to be like Tyson. Like it's, you know, everybody has a plan to hit the mouth. But they can come back. They can get on top of you. They can do a lot of things with that group of players and with that quarterback if they can protect them. That's the whole key to this thing. But, man, he looks comfortable right now. He looks, he looks really comfortable, comfortable, Rick, and there's no – this idea – and we and I understand why people said this, but as we got near the end of last year and watched him at certain moments at the beginning of this year, we started thinking, eh, 43, start to look 43. He looks a little bit old. There's no sign of that now. He looks like he's 35 again. I mean, he, there, he doesn't look old. He doesn't look worn out. He doesn't look over the hill. And I do think there's something to the idea that he's getting – more and more comfortable. I wouldn't want to go to Green Bay in January at any point. I don't know if Nobody I want to play Nobody wants to go to Green Bay in January any at any point. Seriously, I, does anybody love Green Bay in January at any point? I mean, no, I'm just a human being. Like, if you're <laughs> – you know what I mean? Like, forget about – and there's, I got nothing against Wisconsin in general. But, like, I've been to Green Bay. There's nothing there that's good, particularly if you're a football player. But I'm, go ahead. But, I mean, my point is that even though I don't want to play Green Bay in January and I'd hate to – I don't I don't think I want any parts in New Orleans necessarily, I will say this. If we're looking at just quarterbacks going into the postseason, name one that's playing better right now. Than Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I'll give you Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is not playing better than him, although I think Patrick Mahomes is still the best player in football. I do too. But – and Russell Wilson is a, is a, Very is a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But – I mean, Brady's right there. Brady's playing as well as anybody. I can't look at anything that he's done over the last three weeks and feel like he's on a lo- much, much lower level than anybody else. He, he looks like Tom Brady. Well, Tommy's thrown, what, 34 touchdowns or 35 touchdown passes? I mean, I think it's the third highest of his career, right, at age 43, and he's not done yet. Um, he looks very comfortable. And, yeah, to your point, I mean, when you when you go with the confidence picks, right, you go, okay, who you have more confidence in, this quarterback or that quarterback? I, I think Brady is is is, is probably. I mean, that when I look at when I look at all these teams, um, and I, it's going to seem like I'm a bit of a fan, but I'm not. I'm just trying to evaluate this. Like, okay, the 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 Seattle Seahawks, we have seen do but this before, right? Really good defense. Okay, they're playing great right now. Russell has to do way too much for them. And he makes plays and he gets them out of trouble, but they, you know, they kind of stammer around a little bit and then they turn to Russ in the fourth quarter and say, go win the game for us. Right? right. And sometimes he does. And, and, and most sometimes times he, he does not. But sometimes he can't. Right. And so and sometimes they win, he makes bad choices. Yeah. He wins a game or two in the playoffs and we haven't seen him in the Super Bowl in a while. Okay. But, you know, every year they say this guy should be MVP and, and maybe he should, but, you know, that that's who Seattle is. Um, New Orleans. I think has played great, you know, 
up until they got beat the other day by Kansas City, which Kansas City has beaten everybody. Um, Drew Brees is coming back. Everybody says, well, there's no way the Bucks could go in and beat New Orleans. And it's true that New Orleans is better. I mean, they proved it this year. Although I would say playing, you know, playing the Saints on opening day was a joke. You were never going to beat those guys, you know, with no training camp, you no know, first time out of the box. But you can't explain why they just got absolutely curb stomped the last time they played them. Having said all that, I mean, I think, you know, that the Saints have a lot of demons to exercise themselves. I, I mean, think the Saints are a better team, Rick, but if you're asking me if I had to pick right now Drew Brees or Tom Brady, who would I rather have? I'd rather have Tom Brady at this moment, at the, on December whatever. I'd right. rather have Tom Brady. Because there's a lot of pressure on the Saints to go to the Super Bowl because this is Drew Brees' last year for all intents and purposes. I think it is. He's got to deal with NBC. I didn't think he was going to come back this year. So after the Minneapolis miracle and the no call, you think there's a little pressure on them to win it all? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's pressure on all these teams, but – you know, don't think that, you know, for one day that the Bucks playing the way they're playing now after 17 weeks, not the first week or the or the sixth week, but after 17 weeks and adding a few players that weren't available earlier, that they wouldn't have a better shot. I think they would. So I I just look at the NFC and, and look, I, I know Green Bay looks like they're going to get the number one seat. It is tough to play up there. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. It's a, It's a hard... You know, it's it's a hard venue. If you get snow like that, if you're always going to get cold, Brady's played in the cold. Brady's played in the wind. Gronk has done that. Antonio Brown did that in Pittsburgh for years. It's not going to bother those guys, right? Right. Um, but it it could bother some others, and it's certainly a home home field advantage. You know what you don't have up there though? Fans. It's right. not Lambeau with fans. Mm-hmm. Nowhere you go this year are you going to have so many fans where it's, it's a factor. Right. If you have any at all. And I, if you can run the ball a little bit, which I think the Bucks can, and unless you get just some crazy freak snowstorm game, if it's yeah. in the 40s or if it's in the 30s or even in the 20s, it's it's manageable. Yeah, yeah, you can play in that kind of weather. The look out. You know what's funny, Rick, is if you look now as we head into the weekend, and it looks like they're going to end up getting. They'll beat a top wild card team, so they're they're probably going to play the worst. If they beat division. Atlanta, they're the number five seed, and they'll play the NFC NFC East champions. Right. I'm tell, I'm, they're not going to lose to these to any of those teams. But I'll tell you, the team I don't want to play now is Dallas. Uh, I, I I think I think the Bucks would roll it up offensively against Dallas's defense, but their quarterback is probably the most reliable. Andy Dalton's probably more reliable at this point than than Hurts or whoever the. Washington net football team is going to throw out there. Right, What's Alex that guy, Smith. Heineken or he- Heineke or whatever <laughs> Heineken. his name is? That's it, Heineken. <laughs> I don't yes. even know who he is. <laughs> Let it be Lonebrow. Let it be Lonebrow. <laughs> exactly. Michelob, whatever his name is. He's a quarterback. Jalen Hurts, who uh, I don't who think runs around a bit. Runs around uh, a Jalen bit. Hurts, they can't play because they're eliminated. But, um, right. b- but it would either be the Giants. I mean, look, they they played a tough game against the Giants and needed overtime to beat them. And if that, they have to go to that life, I would. Daniel Jones, come that, on. Daniel Cole Jones McCoy. isn't playing great. Yeah, uh, and Andy Dalton is like at least a experienced, it's a legit quarterback. NFL quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Well, to your point, they're better and on Zeke offense. Zeke looks a they, little bit like Zeke at the, again, you know. And they got Gallup well, I mean, and and Lamb yeah. receivers. Like, right? Eh, they can score a little bit, I think. Well, yeah, they got some offense. They do. They got some offense. I think you'd run through them like butter. I defensively, do too. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. But for one game played at. You know that stadium where Jerry would try to cram sixty thousand people in there and say they were separated. 
Um, yeah, it could be a little different going to Dallas. Although, like Steve and I, Steve and I were talking a minute ago uh, before the podcast that if they did play Dallas, at least it would be dome. You'd be inside. You wouldn't have to go to to the that's Jersey true too. Or yeah, Washington, where where the weather could be it could could be dicey. And have you seen Andy Dalton play in the playoffs? <laughs> well, I, I know you have <laughs> spoken like a Cincinnati guy. It's the true. Red Rocket may not uh, may not pull through. <laughs> we're like a pop gun in the playoffs. I think zero and five. I think that's yeah. I'm, you may giving them too much, not enough credit. I think it's more. Is it? Who would you rather have? I think it was zero and five in the playoffs. I mean, okay. I mean, his prime time numbers are even worse. <laughs> you look at Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, etc. But they not, should be. They're not a total train NFC's. wreck that they were like six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. No, they've won a couple games, but they, yeah. you know. They were three and something and at one point. Yeah. yeah, I like McCarthy. He's okay. But, I mean, seriously, if you, the, the, what they want to be is the fifth seed, and they want to beat Atlanta to keep that fifth seed. If you don't, then you're the sixth, and then you go to Seattle. And I don't think you want to make that trip, number one. The 12s won't be there. But if you're talking about making a deep run in the playoffs, the path is to avoid Green Bay as long as possible, right? Right. So the path would then be, you know, um, hope that, somebody knocks somebody off that's seated higher than, you know, that's, that's a higher seed or, or lower seed than you. Um, another wild card wins, whether they beat new Orleans, whether they beat Seattle, but somebody does that for you. And then maybe you don't have to go to green Bay the second week. Maybe you get them in the championship, right? But you certainly need to start with a victory and you know, you should beat any of those teams in the NFC East. You just should. Right. doesn't mean you will, but you should, you have a better shot at it. And for that reason, Bruce Arians is not going to rest his players. You know, now if they get up on them like they did, you know, against uh, Detroit, you're going to see guys coming out of there right and left. You know, you watch um, more Blaine Gabbert touchdowns. But um, I don't think Atlanta's going to play that way. I think Atlanta's going to play them a tight game like they usually do, at least for about two or three quarters. And then we'll see, you know, hopefully, you know, and for their sake, they don't lose any players in the process. But, you know, as, as Arians said, he goes, look, 11 and 5 just sounds better. And, sure it does. and the fifth seed is better than the sixth seed. I don't care who you, you, you can say all you want to. It just is, you know, why don't you want to play the weaker team? Right. Um, and they do. I don't know. I you know it's, it's fun because a lot of people just, you know, they didn't South and they think, well, you know, no team is, is gone. I just think that if you're going to go on the road, this is the year to do it because the home field advantage has a lot to do with atmosphere, a lot to do with crowds. And I do think that Arians was right about, like, they had to learn how to play with nobody in the building. It's weird. It's not what you hear on TV. You right. know, like, I'm watching, you know, the Buffalo Bills were playing, the, were playing the Patriots on Monday night. That's an empty stadium there, which is, you know, so bizarre just to see, right, when you do get to see it on TV. But when you're there, I remember going into MetLife. It was like, it was truly, you could have played that game in the parking lot. There would have been no difference other than the surface. Which I'm not sure it's, there's much it's difference. It's so there. weird. Like you watch these games, and I'll and I you know I'll it's watch like a practice. Zone. Yeah, I watch Red Zone all day on Sundays. It's all yeah. I do you know. And when it when it's when the camera's in on the plays and the plays are going on, it looks like a normal game. But then mm. you you watch a replay of like some. I was watching a game the other day where somebody threw like a 30 yard you know fly pattern down the right down the right sideline, and they showed it from the corner. And you look up and you see the ball, and it's an empty stadium. And it's yeah. Like, that is so weird. It's eerie. Yeah. And it's really eerie when you're there, when you're one of the few human beings that doesn't have a helmet and you're watching this below you, you know? It's just really bizarre. Yeah. I remember, um, you know, we would go to games, and you remember this, Tom, probably. We'd be at a stadium, right? And a game would be over. 
And I mean, like long over, we're coming out of the locker room. We're back up there. We're writing. Okay. Like an hour or so after the game. And there'd be some youth game scheduled in the stadium. Yeah. Right. Remember that every now and then yes. you have like a full game of, and this happened in Minnesota a few times, as a matter of fact. And you just had a couple smattering of parents in the stands and you just kind of hear the players, you know, on the sidelines. And it was just an empty, like a giant empty. It was kind of annoying because, you know, you're just trying to concentrate, but, um, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. You're right that it's easier. It's much easier to concentrate when you had sixty thousand people. Being a yeah, sound. than just the occasional smattering of "Yeah, <laughs> come on, hey, oh, there he goes." You know, and you right, look up, right. but it, that's the that's the sound, right? The soundtrack to the NFL isn't what you get through Fox and what you get through ESPN. I mean, we're used to that, and so when you hear it, it's kind of like you know, it sounds like the game on TV. When you're there, when you're in the stadium, and all you see is cardboard cutouts in the stands, and you hear nothing, yeah, yeah, except you can hear the players talking to each other, it's really weird, and it's really hard for those guys to kind of, you know, I think they've gotten used to it now, but in the beginning, it was really tough, right? And I, I think they've learned how to kind of bring their own energy. So, hey, can um, I take a victory lap, by the way, on my yes, Steelers? please, Will although. You please? I- Although Steve Versnick you got the order wrong. I know. Well, Steve Versnick has hassled me every step of the way, by the way, on this uh, victory lap that I'm trying to take. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> because I came on your podcast, whatever it was, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I said the Steelers will win one game the rest of the season. Then they went out and they got beat by Buffalo. And then they won. A, they, they lost a game that I thought they were going to win, which is the Cincinnati game, because Cincinnati was playing like their 14th string quarterback and. They weren't that good even when they had Joe Burrow as their quarterback. And then they came back and they, and they won a game that I thought they were going to lose. Nevertheless, they have only won one game, and that's it. They're not going to win anymore. They're going to lose to Cleveland on Sunday. No, because they're not. Because they they're not – the game doesn't gonna, is not going to mean anything to them, I don't think. And so they're not – Ben's not – Ben Roethlisberger's not going to play. He may not Cleveland play. Much, has guess, yeah. Cleveland, Cleveland has to play. Cleveland has to win. to win. Yeah. Right. They have to win to get in. Yeah. That's amazing that a year that we add playoff teams and an 11-win team may not get in. Um, I think I then, saw that the Steelers are – yeah, the Browns are seven-point favorites in that game. Seven points. Because it means nothing to the Steelers. It means nothing to the Steelers. Plus, I even, if it did mean something to the Steelers, I think Cleveland would still be probably four, three-and-a-half, four, I would bet, going into that game. And then uh, and then the, after that, the Steelers will have a playoff game, which I don't think they're going to win. I don't, I don't know who they're going to play. Could end up playing Cleveland again. Um, and that game would be in Pittsburgh. But, Rick, this I, I'm not going to get fooled by the second half of, of that game on against Indianapolis. By really? Because I, I think they discovered something in that second half. By throwing the ball downfield more? Yes, yes, yes. But they can't run the ball. It's embarrassing. You don't need to. Listen, if you can't do it, stop banging your head against the wall. Well, yeah. The thing is, is that they turned Ben into some dink and dunk guy that he shouldn't be. Let it rip, man. That's who the Steelers you know, should be right now. It's interesting. I saw a stat on the second half of that game on Sunday against Indianapolis, and I f- forget how many times he dropped back to pass, but it was a bunch, more than 20, maybe right. closer to 30. And he was not touched once in the second half of that game, which was amazing to me. And, some, which, or, and you had to throw it. No, down. you know what? I'll take that, I'll take that back. He, was, he, he, uh, he wasn't sacked, but I think he – he hung in there a little bit further. He was actually was touched a little bit more, and that was the point that he he went back and he would, he went back to pass and held on to the ball a little bit longer. He maybe it, maybe it was early in the year he was being touched less because he didn't didn't want to get hit, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I 
look, I, I think that Ben can still zing it. I don't know how much mobility he's got or if he can get out of harm's way. But to me, you're better taking shots than trying to matriculate the ball downfield, as Hank Strand would say. Um, I think. By the way, I think I confused. I was thinking of Brady. I, was it true? Was it, maybe it was Brady that hadn't been touched in the second half of that game, or or in? Well, there, think, did he go a long stretch without being touched? Well, he, he didn't play the second half, or the, so, yeah, in, the first half in the first half, <laughs> the first half of that game, or the second no, half I, of the of the um, Atlanta game. Of the Atlanta game, maybe. Yeah, that could be true. I, th- I know but it was regardless. one of them. It was either Brady or Roethlisberger. It was one of those guys. Yeah. But it just goes to show you if you if you get time. Oh, those guys are they'll rip you apart. They can, yeah, you can it, do all kind of damage. But didn't Pittsburgh I don't like the Steelers, better. Rick? I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't. I don't. I don't think they figured it out. I think Indianapolis. Boy, what a choke job that was. Twenty four seven. Thank God for Philip Rivers, that guy. Yeah. He could. They didn't score a point in the second half. You're playing yeah. for your playoff lives. You don't score one point in the second half. Yeah, well, that was a bad loss for Indy. That was Especially a real bad up, loss for you. You're Indy. up that that much. You need to. Put I'm it also away. not scared. I'm not. If I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, people are signing the alarms like, "Oh, I don't like the way they're playing." Oh, stop it! I know. Stop it. They're good. They're, they're bored. Roll everybody. You know what they are? They're bored. They are bored. You see Andy Reid like making like flea flickers to Mahomes and stuff. I think when... they're drawing those plays on napkins before yeah. the play. Well, like, yeah. Let's do this. Let's right. just try this. Right. For something to do. They haven't, you know. They, here's the thing: it's like, well, they haven't looked good. They're fourteen and one. Let me look not look good for fourteen out of fifteen games. Exactly. You kidding me? I mean, you don't think they can flip a switch? They were down last time I saw them in a big game. They were down ten in the fourth quarter, and the San Francisco Forty ers were celebrating on the sidelines. How'd that turn out? Right. And you there's know? nobody on third down. And I don't care what the distance is. Third and 12. Doesn't matter. He's going to back up 25 yards and throw it 50. Third and three. Yeah. Whatever it is. Right. Just give right. me three. Give me three. Give me Mahomes. Give me Kelsey. Give me Hill. Yeah. I'll yeah. Fight, That's and it. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get seven yards. You're right. No one can do what that guy can do. Josh Allen is coming close, however. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm a big Bills guy. Really? I'm a big Bills guy. I, I don't think the, the Bills could beat the Chiefs if it matters. Uh, I trust. I like, oh, I'll watch that one though. I bet that's about a forty-five to forty-three game. It might be. I don't. I don't like the Bills to win that game. Bills though, defense isn't bad. It's better than what you've seen out of these other teams. You know who I'd be scared to. Uh, there's one team if I'm the Chiefs, and they may not even get there to play the Chiefs. You know the one team that I think could scare the Chiefs. It's a team that I buried weeks ago, and now I'm back on their bandwagon. That's the Ravens. I like the Ravens all of a sudden. Yeah, no, they may not Lamar's even get a there. Wild, Lamar's a wild card. That's why. But I, I think I, do you know what I like about Lamar and what I like about the Ravens is I, Lamar knows what he is. He knows what he is, and he has. I like these guys. It's like you know what I can run. I'm, it's okay to run. If I need fifteen yards, I'm going to run fifteen yards. It's there's not this idea of like, well, I'm I'm not a running. I'll show you. Anymore. I'm a pocket passer. Yeah. Yeah, I like. He knows who he is. The Ravens know who they are, and that's what I like about him. But I everybody at Tennessee, boy, they what a dog game they threw out there against Green. Yeah, that was disappointing. They're too up and down for me. Yeah. I just can't. I, I, I do think the Bills I this the Bills the Bills have that look. The Bills have that look. I think they're a year away, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Josh Allen, he's playing great and they got swag and and digs and all those guys. They 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 look dangerous now. Let me ask you two other questions about the AFC. Okay. One is your boy Gruden. I mean, is it, 
we're not going to pull the plug yet on that, right? If you're Vegas. I'm tired of talking about it, man. <laughs> I, You know, I, I think that Gruden, and somebody said the other day that Gruden is now the Jeff Fisher of the NFL. Ooh, Mr. 7 and 9? Yeah, Mr. July 9th. You know what I don't, I don't like about know, Gruden? You know it's what? Like, Here's I, the I thing. I want to see his it's December hard. record for the last. Well, December record. How about his record in general? You know what John Gruden is? A 500 coach. Yeah. Period. And he hasn't been to 500 in a while. I mean, seriously. I mean, are they that good that they have that much talent, though? I mean, I don't know. Are they, well, are we, I don't are know, but you've had three it? years to figure it out. I mean, do we think that John didn't pick Mike Mayock as his GM? Or did, you know, mm-hmm. he's got all the power when you give a guy $100 million. He gets his own GM. He can pick whoever he wants to. My theory about Gruden has always been that that he's a good ball coach and a horrible personnel evaluator. Yeah, I think that's, that's just fair. my thing. That's fair. Um, and I don't and I don't think he loves his quarterback because I know he's, I always know that he loves the guy that's not playing. That's his favorite quarterback. I think Derek Carr has played really well, but there's but but there's something about. I mean, how do you explain the fact that? This guy has such a great reputation, and it was well-earned at winning a Super Bowl when he did. But he just, you know, you add up all the all the wins and losses in Tampa, you add up all the wins and losses in the Raiders, it's 500 coach. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't make the playoffs much. Not much. Just goes to show you, if you win, win a Super Bowl. Yes. Wasn't that the way it is in hockey, too, though? I yeah, mean, if you win a Stanley Cup, you're sport. never out of a job. Right. Yeah. Right? World Series, same thing. Right. Yeah, it's almost like being Supreme Court justice. Like you get a job for life if you can, yeah. if you, once you get it. Hey, God um, bless them if you get it. Me, okay, so here's the other AFC question I have for you because I want to get your take on this too. Because I was watching a game the other day, and the Jets totally screwing themselves by winning two. Oh, now they stop. win two games in a row. Come on, stop! What are they supposed to do? I know they're. I know. I know. I know. You can't ask players to tank, and they and they. Did you see JJ Watt on that subject? By the I way, I did. I did see him after, after but, they beat him. You want to talk about a t- an organization that knows how to do it right? The Bucks Jacksonville did. Jaguars give them a pa- give them a round of applause because doggone it, <laughs> if it, if there's any chance we're going to win, you know what? Mike Glennon's getting in there and throwing. <laughs> did you see the game the other day? So they're playing Chicago, and Mitch Trubisky's coming down. It turns back into Mitch Trubisky, <laughs> throws an interception with like twenty seconds left in the first half. Scores tied or whatever it was, 14-14 or 10-10 or whatever it was. So they got the ball at their at the Jacksonville at their own 20 with like 25 seconds left. You just run the clock out of that. Get out of that. Nope, we're going to throw the ball. And Mike Glennon throws it right to a bear, and the next thing you know, the bears are kicking a field goal, and that's your ball game. They but that's up- not – see, that's not tanking. It is. If you're putting Mike Glennon in, you're tanking. No, because no, he's trying his you? best. He's trying his best. He's he started the game. He's trying his best. I saw tanking, and I still don't know why the Bucks didn't get a doctor draft pick or so for it. And that was when Lovey Smith, made, you know, made his career rest in peace because now he's now not even coaching the charge, Illinois, But and yeah, now don't go leading the charge, Tom. That was you, by the way. He was calling out when he said, <laughs> "Is this that. Tom? Is this Tom?" Um, they were playing the Saints, and he wanted Jameis Winston. He didn't want a pick, or he didn't want you know Mariota or Winston. He wanted Winston, and that meant the first pick. They're playing the Saints, and everybody knew the Saints were better and they were going to beat them, except Drew Brees didn't get the memo that day. For whatever reason, he kept throwing interceptions in the end zone. You know, <laughs> Didn't make any sense. They were picking them off right and left. All of a sudden, we look up. You probably remember this game, Tom. We looked at each other and said, they're going to screw this up. They were up by 10. The Bucks yeah, were up 10 in the third quarter, and we're like, they're literally going to screw up the first pick in the draft. 
But then something happened, and Lovey decided he needed to look at some players, like guys that never played. And so he pulled all his starters, with the exception of Josh McCown, who was good enough to take a safety, by the way. I've never seen a guy stand in the end zone that long in my life <laughs> that wasn't part of the band or a cheerleader, okay? Um, he stood there and counted until they tackled him, and, you know, they needed every possession. The Saints came back and beat him, and then after the game, we asked Lovey about it because it was an egregious tank job. It was successful, by the way, but it was egregious. And he goes, well, I, you know, comes a time you got to evaluate players. I mean, we got to look at guys and see what we got for next year. It's like, well, but you're winning the game. Like, could you? He didn't care, and the league didn't care. But that's how – that's how. so Mike Lennon was trying his best. But that's how you get the first pick. You just – you play guys that can't play or can't play well. Right. You know? But I, I don't blame – like the Jets, like it's hard to – I mean, this is their livelihood. This is their No, resume. you can't. The, you can't the, the, the film is what they – you know, they're professionals. Yeah, you can't like, ask players to – No. No, nobody, nobody tanks. Now, I mean, if you want, if you want to empty the bench and play your fourth string quarterback to see what you quote unquote got, then you could do right. that. I know? just think it's funny that that the Jets, the one guy who is legitimately trying to like screw this up, and and not, or not screwed up, but legitimately trying to lose games, mm-hmm. was Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, and they fired him. <laughs> like, wait a minute, they fired guy, him. Yeah, if they, they if fired they him after him he gives around. up a bomb to the you know the Raiders in the last. 10 right. seconds of that game or whatever. But that was like the one guy was trying to do it right. Right. No, he had the recipe. The rest of them didn't. Okay, let me ask you this. Uh, By the way, yeah, just real quick, th- I hate that Trevor Lawrence is going to Jacksonville. I wish he was going to the Jets. I think it would be so much more interesting. You think it would be more interesting? Yeah. Jacksonville. Who well, cares Jacksonville, they're going to be in London. I mean, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be England's <laughs> quarterback. What if Urban's there? Uh, that's going to happen, by the way. It is or isn't? I bet it does. I think it does. You think so? Wow. I bet it does. Urban's going to the NFL, huh? I think so. Because he gets Trevor Lawrence. He gets Trevor. He gets a bunch of Florida guys. It's in Florida. You know, Gator fan will honk up there. Wow. If you're an organization, though, that's not the Jaguars, would you hire that guy? He's quit twice because of health reasons. I don't know that he – well. Yeah. He did. I don't know that I don't know that he quit because of health reasons. That's my thing. I don't know oh, if I could try. Oh, you think it was nah, all that know. stuff I mean, with his gonna, assistant I just, coach? Or? I mean, remember Ohio State kind of ended kind of messy. Had the assistant coach with. Oh, well, it was more than messy. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Florida, like, I'm not he, exactly sure what happened in Florida, but health I, reasons. I guess it was health reasons, but I don't know, man. If I like, my my thing would be a little bit nervous about. Which college coaches? Which college coach do you look at and say, "Yeah, that worked." It's been a while, hasn't it? I mean, Pete Carroll. Well, Pete Carroll's done okay. Jimmy Johnson but, did all right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson. Maybe we're talking. I mean, that was the mid '90s, man. I mean, it's been a while. <laughs> well, you asked. I know, but uh, and Pete Carroll you didn't had NFL say in the last ten years. That. Matt Rule. I think Matt Rule's going to be. How's okay. Arizona's coach doing? I don't like that guy at all. No, Kingsbury. Huh? No, I don't like him. Might Looks be in the good. playoffs this year. Good, yeah. Uh, he, he's the one that took Kyler Murray. I bet he thought he was a fool. No, I I like Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's just, a Pro Bowl. I'm not a big. I'm not a. I think Matt Rule's. But it's be his offense that did it. It's his offense that did it. They're though. not even in. They're not even. They're not going anywhere. Really? I don't know. I'm the big. They. I mean, they, they won a game on a hail mary. Uh, I don't know. Mm. I'm not a big Kingsbury. That was a, that was a hail mary, Tom. Hail mary. But yeah. Urban, I would no. I'd, I'd sign up for that. Okay, I'm cool with that. Urban Meyer. Did you go Urban in Jacksonville? 
there, who with else Trevor were Lawrence. Talking, who else were they talking about Urban Meyer going to? Wasn't there? They said team? there's well, several teams that are interested, but he's interested there's in at least two teams. He's yeah. interested in Jackson. But if you could pick and you could bring in a quarterback like that, oh yeah, no. If you're Urban Meyer, I want Trevor. I'll take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, it's small market. It's Jacksonville, but you, you know, you coached in Gainesville, just down the road. Yeah, but it's salary cap in the NFL, so the small market. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Now you may end up in London, though. There is a possibility of that. That's true. I wish he was going to the Jets, though. I think it would be more fun for the NFL. He wouldn't go to the Jets. He know that that's trouble. No, no. I mean, Trevor Lawrence could. Oh, okay. He might have yeah. stayed in college. Yeah, he might have. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why those guys just don't say I'm not playing for you and let 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 the teams decide. I mean, who's the last one that drafted a guy that said he wouldn't play with? Bo Jackson, wasn't it? Either Bo, Eli. Peyton Man- or Eli. No, but, yeah. he, but Eli didn't play there. Yeah, well, I mean, right? they, they, he got him to trade him. Right, yeah. He, That's he, what I'm he, saying. But why don't, why don't, what I'm saying is why don't, team, why don't players do that? Why wouldn't Trevor Lawrence say, you know what, I don't want to play for the Jets. I'm coming out. You can take me. I'm not playing for you. And force them to trade him. They have all the leverage. I don't see what what leverage any team. But has. I, I mean, I don't understand. Like why why like why is Jacksonville a better place to play than New York? The Jets? Just because what? it's not the Jets organization, they're terrible. They, yeah, but they you figure if you, you're going to hire a they new just, coach. You know, no, you also have less pressure. Yeah, but yeah, you're New York. It's New York, man. It's Jacksonville. Bad. It's not for everybody. You think Trevor Lawrence wants to go to New York? I don't know. Isn't he a country Maybe. boy? Let's go to Jacksonville. And I, I live in the state, so I'm not, I can say that. I wouldn't want to play for the Jaguars. What tradition? <laughs> what they they the best player in Jacksonville history. Tony Baselli. <laughs> Tony Baselli. There you go. Why? He's damn near Hall of Famer. Yeah. I know, but Joe Namath is a Hall of Famer. But we're going back think... to the 60s now? <laughs> and that's it. You could be the best player they've had since the 60s. You could be, you could be Broadway Trevor. What are we talking Broadway about Broadway Trevor Lawrence, man. I don't know. It'd be better for the NFL if it was the Jets. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) God. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today. Anyway, so right, I interrupted. You were uh, about to ask So a couple things. Uh, well, a couple things. Real quick, who do you like in college football? I mean, it's going to be Alabama-Clemson, right? And yes. then who do you like? Yeah, Alabama. I don't. I don't think either one of those games is going to be close. I think people are hoping that Clemson, Ohio oh, State. Oh, there'll be blowouts. Is Notre close. I think Clemson killed. wins that game big. And I, yeah. I think Alabama annihilates Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, it'll be good to see Dabo and Sweet and uh, saving together again. So we've <laughs> we've finished that one. Let me ask you this because New Year's Eve is coming up. Are you a big New Year's Eve guy? Because I know you're a big Christmas Eve guy. You got you're one of the few people that I would not have accepted the wedding invitation. You got married on Christmas Eve. I got Eve. married on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I'm guessing. But a I just week celebrated old. my thirtieth wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, I got married on Christmas Eve. As far as New Year's Eve goes, I used to be when I was younger, went to yeah. some, you know, but uh, you go to as parties, I older, would you go out? What would you do? Like, what was the what was the, uh, the memorable New Year's? Yeah, Eve usually week? somebody I knew had a party. Yeah, I remember yeah. a, a like couple at a house? times. Yeah, I think Mark Topkin had a party yeah. one year, maybe. I think went to that, <laughs> or maybe it was okay. Gary Shelton. I went to that. Um, what? Yeah, Shelton. Years <laughs> ago, I'm talking years. I don't ago, remember that one. Early nineties. I didn't like, get that invite. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah, because you were probably hanging out with. Uh, 
Joe Madden or, uh, or nah, Dungy that would have been before Madden, but that's okay. But might have been. I don't uh, or Goodell or whoever you hang out with. Yeah, right. Um, but no, like the last twenty years or so, you know what happened? I went through a good stretch there where I got really sick, like New Year's Eve week. What? I was like having, Every I, had, I had pneumonia a couple of years there in a row. I had bronchitis one year. So what were you doing on Christmas? Uh, you just got sick around Christmas. Do you have it on New Year's Eve? Apparently, yeah. So fortunately, I haven't gotten sick this one because if I get sick now, it's, it would be COVID. But Right. Yeah, um, exactly. Well, that's the no, thing. Nobody gets sick now unless you have COVID. Right. That's true. Because no, that's the fear. No it's like the other day I woke up with a sore throat and I thought, oh, God, I got COVID. Like, haven't you thought that? I, me too. I, everything and I've talked I myself have, into I think it. it's COVID, yeah. Four times over the last month, I'm like, "Am I? Is that back? Is that a back sore? I bet you have COVID." I'm you ever done COVID. this where you actually have to think about breathing because you're thinking, "Am I having trouble breathing?" Because yes. now I'm thinking yes. about breathing. If I don't take a breath, I can't breathe. And I and I breathe in real heavy, you know. And if I cough yeah. a little bit, I'm like, "Oh, that's COVID." Yeah. Yeah. No. But no, you know what else? I've also worked a couple of. Speaking of college football playoffs, right? The Orange Bowl when it uh, when it. I think it might have been the first year. That or, used to have been on New Year's Eve, right? Well, the first year of the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. I think it was the very first college football playoff. Oh, play no, that was, game. yeah, the first, the two semifinals were on New Year's Eve. Right. So one year I went to, um, the one year I was at, um, in Miami for the Orange Bowl because it was, it was um, Oklahoma and Clemson. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. So I covered that game. And then the next year I was in Pasadena because I think that was your Jameis Yes, Jameis and Mariota played against one That's another. That's correct. So Good I was memory. it was New Year's Eve in Pasadena, but I just stayed at the hotel. And well, it's the West it, Coast, so at nine nine p.m. Yeah, on the East weird. Coast, you were still and plus like to get to the Rose Bowl. It's like the traffic. I don't know if you ever been to a Rose Bowl. It's yes, in a neighborhood. I have. It's the Pasadena. Yes, type. it is. I did a Super Bowl there. There, Michael so you Jackson know, like, there's like, you're like driving past like houses. You're in a neighborhood to get to the stadium. And yes. so we left super early. It was like it whatever. takes a while. Yeah, the game started out there like at one o'clock, and I think we left the hotel at like an eight. Yes. So it wasn't a late. So uh, this is a, a long way to say no. I'm not a big New Year's Eve guy, and on a few, and I had to work a bunch of New Year's Eve. So, so. what did you? So when you worked, I always avoided that because I didn't college football. But when you, what did you do when it got to be midnight? Like what were you just in the press box usually, or no? You what well, the the year I covered Oklahoma Clemson, I was back at back at my hotel by, and I literally 12? ordered I ordered a steak from room service and Big a couple steak of, on Jack really a couple, yeah <laughs> steak on Jack <laughs> and a couple of Coronas Jack was our old sports yeah um, and a couple of Coronas and watched Seinfeld uh, to ring in the new year and it was I was perfectly fine with that it was yeah it was a, did you call the wife or uh, happy new year honey or? no my wife my wife she's in bed now what I'll do this year and really? what I've done the last couple of years is a sci-fi channel I think has a twilight zone marathon so I end up what? watching Twilight Zone marathons. Yeah, are they like, are they specific to New Year's? Are they the New Year's no, sci-fi? No, they just they just show Twilight a bunch of Twilight Zones. Yeah, yeah. So. Picture a man in a hotel room watching sci-fi. That's right. That's um, what. That's so. That's what I'll do. This. How about you? Why, why are you a big New Year's guy? Or? No, I mean we usually, um, you know, pre-COVID there was there were parties in the neighborhood or whatnot we would go to and. A lot of times my wife has been out of town. She's done her, you know, with her family in Chicago, and I'm usually covering, usually have a Bucks game like the next day or two days later or something like right. that. There's been a couple games uh, on New Year's Eve, I want to say, or one maybe that I remember where we, maybe it was Christmas Eve. I could be getting this confused. We got 
done at one o'clock, got on a plane, took a team charter, whatever, got home in time. I think those were Christmas Eve games. The one New Year's game, New Year's Eve game I remember working was, um, well, there's been a couple. Well, now one, one I met my wife, but it wasn't, I didn't work that day. That was, that was just like the Saturday, but we just kind of met. But anyway, that was back in the millennium. But the other, the other one was when I was in Green Bay and it snowed like hell. I mean, blankets and the bucks. I want to say the bucks or somebody maybe you know, this is back in the day when money was flowing. So I might've just gone up there to watch Green Bay play whomever, right. For the NFC championship right. or something like that. Or one of the playoff games, it wouldn't have been the championship, but one of the playoff games. Anyway, we come out and that was back in the day where you would fly sort of like these commuter prop planes sometimes sure. out of Green Bay to like to O'Hare. Milwaukee and then to O'Hare. Usually yeah. to O'Hare. Okay. Yeah. Cause Milwaukee was like close enough. You just drive there, but, but it was snowing like hell. And, I remember Peter King was in the seat in front of me. And we're all white knuckles because we think there's no way they're going to try to fly in this stuff. Much less on a prop plane, right? Which is in the sturdiest aircraft. And it's like a it's like maybe a 25 30 seat or whatever. And they start this thing and it's like and you're bouncing down the runway, right? And you're counting like okay, at some point there's no runway like this thing has to literally lift or we're not going. And so it was it was the flight from how I mean, bumpy, snowy, didn't think we were going to take off, all that. And it's delayed. It's way late, right? And it's one of those deals where it's New Year's Eve, you want to get home, and you almost can because the game was at one. But because you're so delayed, you're doing the math, and you're like, I'm going to miss my connection in Chicago. Like, I'm not going to make it. There's right. no way I'm going to make it in Chicago. And so we landed O'Hare. <clears throat> I believe it was O'Hare. And wouldn't you know, you know, like how, how there's – if if gate if it's gate one through fifty, okay, gate one being on one end of the airport and gate fifty across the concourse through the middle to the other end, I land at gate one and my plane is taking off at gate fifty. Now I'm so late that I think there's no way this plane is still here, except the weather's bad in Chicago too. Right. Okay. So break for me. Okay. So you know, I get off the plane and I've got a roller bag, so I'm not having to wait for luggage or anything, other transfer the luggage or whatever. And as soon as I get off the plane, I hear final boarding call for flight 662 Tampa St. Petersburg. This is your final boarding call, gate 50. And I look up and I'm at gate one. So You're I'm done. thinking, You're done. You're toast. No. And I start to run, okay? But I'm, I'm pulling. Like, I've got a coat, a sweater, hats, glove, all that. Sure. And I'm, and I'm pulling a bag, okay? And I'm trying not to fall because I got, like, snow boots on, right? Not your not your tennis shoes, right? Right. So I'm I'm hauling butt. Like, I'm, I'm that guy, you know, that people look at and go, ooh, he's really late, you know? Sure. Like, I'm just, the wheels are burning underneath my suitcase at this point. To the point where when I got halfway at the concourse where, like, the food court was, I had to stop. Had to stop. I was going to die. You're I was, out of breath. I was yeah. out of breath. Completely, like, now I'm sweating because I'm inside. Because you're running a half marathon. At because I'm running a half marathon. So now I'm sweating. So now I got the scarf around my neck, got the heavy coat on, sweaters, <laughs> gloves, thermals, by the way, because I had been in Green Bay. Sure. So I got long underwear. So now I'm gasping for air, and I hear... The doors are closing. This is your final boarding call, gate number one, Tampa. So I'm like, once again, 
no. So I go running. I go running as fast as I can. I get there, and the, the door, I think, is closed, right? All I see are two gate agents, right, two women gate agents. And they see me, and they're about to call the paramedics. Like, as soon, no, seriously, as soon as they see me, I am sweating. Now I'm just, I'm like, who is it? Uh, the Brooks guy in Broadcast News? I'm like Albert Brooks. I'm Albert Brooks in Broadcast News. Got the flop sweat going, yeah. Exactly. I got the flop sweat. So it's streaming down my face, and I'm complete. Now I'm completely out of breath. Now I'm like, <gasps> like you're talking, but like you're not making any sense. Like right. you're trying to say, stop the play. Stop the play. And they go, sir, sir, are you okay? Are you all right? And I'm trying to say, that's my plane. Has it left yet? They bring me water, Tom. I didn't even ask for one. This is I'm not making up any of this, right? So the, these these two gate agents are bringing me cups of water while I'm trying to spit out, no, it's my plane. My plane. Has it left? They're like, oh, no. it's We got a couple more minutes. They got a, a mechanic on there right now. So I'm like, oh. God so you ran for nothing. So I ran for nothing, but I get on the plane, okay? Now, I've caught my breath. I've had some water. I'm grateful, but we're late. And I'm thinking, I'm going to miss New Year's Eve at home. Okay, that's my big sacrifice. I've never been away on New Year's Eve. This is a kind of a big deal. So I'm ready to go because I'm, I'm doing the math. I'm thinking, you know, it's two and a half hours. I almost make the end of it. Maybe not at midnight. So we get on there. And after I've almost killed myself to get to this aircraft, they say, we'll just be a few minutes. We have a bin door that won't close, and we need a mechanic to fix it. And I'm a thinking, bin what do you door. Mean, what do you mean? We're going to so delay like, a flight for the, a bin door. We're delaying a flight in the snow in Chicago on, on New Year's Eve, right, for a bin door. You know what the guy comes in and does? I swear to you, we waited a half hour. Walks in. Pulls out a row of duct tape. Duct tape. Tapes duct the tape door it. down. Tapes the door down. Had to fill out paperwork for that. And then walks off the aircraft. True story. You know what would have been a depressing part? I, I, as you were telling the story about flying from mm-hmm. Green Bay to O'Hara. Right. You do realize that if that plane had crashed, like Peter King would have been <laughs> like the first guy. And like, Oh, I got a better story than that. Peter but King and one yeah. other Reporter, Sorry, exactly. Killed. Sports Illustrated's Peter King and another reporter and died another reporter on, yeah, and on flight others. back from the uh, from the Green Bay uh, Airport. Now I got a better one for that. So anyway, to finish my story, because I tell long ones. Um, so we, we take off, and I realize that's it. Midnight's gone. It's over. Right? right. So lady comes to me and she goes, "Can I get you anything?" I said, "I want two Jack and Cokes. I want double ice, and just leave me the can." And I'm good. Don't even come back. Like, I'm good for the flight. Like, I'm depressed. That's it. Okay, just give <laughs> me have that. two ready when I get off, too. <laughs> right, exactly. So she brings me two. And so I'm sitting there. And then about 45 minutes into the flight, all the lights come on in the cabin. And I'm, I'm wanting to sleep at this point because I've had a tough day. The lights come on in the cabin, and it's the flight attendants. And wouldn't you know, they want to count down to New Year's Eve. Uh. Let me just tell you. There's nothing more depressing than to be on a plane where people that you don't know are suddenly going to be counting down New Year's Eve to you. Right. Okay, everybody. And they had little stem glasses of bad champagne, and they're walking through the cabin. 
let's count it down. So yeah, somewhere over, I don't know, Alabama, um, we toasted in the new year with a bunch of, and there was almost nobody on a flight, by the way. Like who flies yeah, on right. New Year's Eve? Nobody right? flies on New Year's Eve at that time. Yeah. yeah. For those people it was a big time. For me it wasn't so much. So that was many years. <laughs> as far as crashing goes, like one time um was flying to West Palm Beach. Again, another prop plane. I haven't flown flown a prop plane in twenty five years, but whatever. But they used to take those little puddle jumpers over to the East Coast, right? And it was an NFL owners meeting. And I always would usually drive, but what the hell, I was going to fly this time. Raging thunderstorm. Raging thunderstorm, like all over the state, right? Mm -hmm. So we're delayed again. But we're not delayed because of the thunderstorm. We're delayed because they're waiting for somebody to come on board. And I can't figure out who it is. All of a sudden, a limo pulls up outside, right? One of those deals, like you can, you know, looking out the window, you can see. And out steps two of the biggest bodyguards I think I've ever seen in my life, right? Surrounded uh, this woman with a big afro. It turned out it was Diana Ross. Oh, nice. Diana Ross. And the whole time I'm thinking, and at that point, I actually literally said to myself, there's no way this plane's crashing because I couldn't be the guy that goes down in a plane with Diana Ross. Lady sings the blues. It's never going to happen. I mean, somebody was on a plane with Buddy Holly. I mean, it's, you know. What? <laughs> well, you got a, you got Leonard a Skinner, plane. That plane went down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But again, you would not have been. You know, it would have been Diana Ross and 12 others. You you'd think I would have even made the paper in that one? No, you'd have been mm-hmm. others, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the guy, the queen of soul or whatever. But, yeah. So those are many. So you haven't had any, um, any, uh, that, that's, that's no, about it. No, you I think work, I was on the Crosstown Expressway one time during <laughs> New Year's when, uh, going from a lightning game, like the light, the lightning used to play on New Year's Eve a lot. They did. And there were a couple of times where they would play a little bit early, but deadlines were still the same deadline. So yeah, I was still writing until 1130 or 1145. That's got to when you're packing up your stuff and it's New yeah, Year's Eve. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but again, I'm not a big, I'm not a, a huge New Year's Eve guy, so. Yeah. Well, hey, I think this year we're all New Year's Eve guys. Oh. I think we all want to see 2021, don't we? For sure. Don't I think just... by, certainly by next football season. I'm hopeful by the all-star break baseball that will. Yeah. Things will be a little back to normal. Things will be kind of normal again, I'm hoping. By yeah. But... Well, we got vaccines. We got things like that. But by the, so, but now to look, the pressure's on the Bucks to get to the Super Bowl. Rays went to the World Series. Lightning went to the Stanley Cup Final. Now the now the Bucks got to get. Yeah, you don't think the playoffs are enough? I mean, they made. Well, the of course they are. I mean, if it, we we started off talking uh, yesterday that it hasn't been since or this podcast. We haven't. It hasn't been since what? Seems like yesterday. Yeah. No, um, I I got you. I I actually think. I mean, it's Super Bowl bust. If they don't do it this year, they have to do it next year. And if they don't, then the Tom Brady thing wasn't worth it. You know, I'd like I mean, to see him win. I mean, certainly people in Tampa Bay want to see him win the whole thing. If they can win one game, you know, you don't want to you don't want to bow out to Dallas. Um, what if they got the championship? You don't want to get slammed by. What if he gets so close to break, making history, though? Because you know, no team has played in their home stadium and all that. Uh, I'm, That'd well, be a Tampa either, thing. Wouldn't that be way, the most Tampa thing ever? You have a Super Bowl in your home stadium and no one can go. Oh, or I know. Virtually, no one can go. <laughs> yeah, no. Wouldn't Absolutely. even count, right? I mean, it's like, yeah, well. The box played, but, but nobody was there, so it didn't count. That. But maybe it'll make the whole thing special. The, like 2020, we'll look back like, what a weird year in sports. But all the Tampa Bay teams were good that year. Remember that? Yeah. So Sure we did. None, yeah. of, us, none of us got to see it, but yeah, we all remember. <laughs> 
Anyway, what do you got going on at the Institute? You're still Nothing. on vacation. Vacation. Still on vacation. I don't go back until January whatever, 4th, wow. 5th, 3rd, whatever it is. So. What that, what's that day going to be like? Uh, I, we're getting close big to inauguration. Meeting in, big meeting in the library with the, the leather No, we're books. still virtual. We're still not. We still don't. I haven't been in that. I've only been in that building a couple of times since COVID. Really? That's Yeah. I mean, we've pretty much shut it down, so. So have you got an office from home? Do you work? No, um, I work at I work at my I, my. Or the kitchen where you can't see the TV? Or what? no, I work. At, I sit in my uh, I sit in my Easy Boy chair. In your lounge chair? And yeah, yeah, and just watch TV and have the TV on and have really? the laptop on my lap. My wife has an office in our house that she, she turned does. one of the okay. kids' rooms into that. But uh, what about you? When okay. you work from home, do you have an office? Or I'm all over the place. We we kind of rotate. Yeah, I mean, I, we we did the upstairs. We still haven't done the office yet. Um, waiting on some, you know, it's a big reclamation project here, Tom, as you know. Oh yeah, I heard um, about that. But we got the we got the upstairs done. So I'll go up there and do my Zoom calls, and then sometimes the wife is down in the breakfast area. But you know, you do need space. I mean, it's hard. And when the kids were homeschooled, I mean, I don't know how people do it. That's why a lot of people I know are buying bigger homes because they need they need two offices, you know, because if both parents work or whatever. Right, right. Um, but for you, no sure kids, with you or empty no, nesters. Yeah, yeah, my wife isn't here half the time. She's working in an office half right. the time. So yeah. Well, that's good for you. Yeah. Well, I want to be the first to wish you a happy New Year, buddy. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, let me uh, be the first uh, to wish you a happy twenty twenty one in me all. As Guy Lombardo would say. say old Lang Syne, uh, which uh, is not to be confused with uh, old uh, Langfield. I don't know. Uh, what does old Lang Syne mean anyway? Should old acquaintance uh, be forgot? I forgot the rest of the uh, acquaintances. It's like the uh, it's like the Billy, what was it, uh, Billy Crystal and Harry Mitzan. What does that mean? What does old Lang Syne? If you forget, I don't understand. If you forget them, does that mean you're supposed to remember them? May old acquaintance be forgot. What does that mean? Remember the ones you forgot? I don't know. What does that song mean? But uh, happy New Year to you. Thank you, sir. Patty. And we will uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you next year. Talk to you next year. Matt Baker will be on the podcast tomorrow, of course, to preview the college football playoffs. Should be a good one this weekend. So for Steve Verstek, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.